Welcome, party people, to episode number 27 of Pull Up a Seat. I'm Alex Starr. I appreciate you tuning in, listening to the sound of my voice, doing it is that you're doing, doing whatever it is that you're doing on this beautiful day. Today's episode is with Kirill. Uh, he is known across all of his social media that has 2 million followers as Slut Whisperer on Instagram, Ugly Russian Jew on Snapchat, and Kirill was here on Twitter. Snapchat's the one that you can really uh, see the down and dirty stuff at his parties, um, If in case anyone out there is interested in that kind of stuff. So I had him on because he is a fascinating individual. He started as a New York City nightlife photographer and now has slowly built his brand uh, and his character into this social media provocateur, um, kind of being unapologetically brash and politically incorrect, uh, doing champagne facials um, on women at parties. Um, and you would think looking at him and looking at his social media that he's just going to be this you know, jackass, uh, dumb idiot, which he is not. And uh, it was amazing to talk to him on here. He really opens up about what he'd like to do in the, in the future. Um, you know, that he, this is kind of more of an act. It's not something that he actually feels. He's not, he's not trying to, uh, the things that he puts on social media is as a social experiment. It's not, you know, the way that he actually is. Um, and from talking to him and from actually having the chance to go out and party with him in Sacramento, I would agree. Totally nice guy. So, um, In two weeks, I'm going to be having my friend Anna, who I met on Tinder, on, and we delve deep into her open marriage. What the hell does that look like in this day and age? How does the sex work? How does sex with other people work? How does the honesty work? How does the relationship work? Um, That's going to be in two weeks, and that one is one of the most interesting interviews I've ever done, so I hope you guys tune in for that. Uh, As always, check out alexstar.com. Go to that and leave me a comment, leave me a review. You're going to see all types of videos, pictures, things like that about today's episode and other ones on there. I just moved to Austin, so if you guys are in town, please let me know. would love to meet up. Um, shoot me a text or an email or find me on Facebook, Instagram, all those good things. And uh, today's non-paid sponsor is going to be Make Life Skate Life. This is my buddy John's nonprofit. Uh, they go around the world building skate parks in underprivileged countries such as Myanmar, India, um, I I believe they went to Belize, all types of of cool places, and just an extraordinary organization um, that does a lot of good. They're starting to get more donations to build their next project. They do amazing work. Check out makelifeskatelife.com, and uh, if you like what they're seeing, donate a little bit of your hard-earned money to some people doing something good instead of being like me and buying double stuffed Oreos every other day because we all know that double stuffed Oreos are worth the money where if you buy regular Oreos, you know, then we're going to have a real problem. So check them out and I'm done talking. Enjoy this episode with Kirill. Welcome to Pull Up a Seat with your host, Alex Starr. So you have this, uh, you have this persona that you created. Um, my buddy actually introduced me to you about two months ago when we were firefighting 
And uh, it was like a Sunday morning. So I think you were in Atlanta or something, man. And he goes, uh-huh. hey, check out the Snapchat feed. And this is after like two weeks of being on a fire surrounded by guys. And he's like, yeah, check out. You got to watch the Snapchat feed, dude, this guy. And so it's you partying, all these girls everywhere and stuff. And I'm thinking, all right, that looks like a fuckload of fun. And mm-hmm. I hope I don't see my sisters on here because I don't have to oh, kill yeah. them or kill you. Like, it's one or the it's other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But uh, no, man. So, like, you've kind of created this, um, like, you know, this crazy lifestyle, like a mini Dan Bazillion, you know? And so, like, how did you go from, I know you were a photographer. How did you yeah, jump from that? Yeah, I mean, um, the whole thing started was just, like, club photography. I just took photos at parties. And obviously, being in nightclubs, you're surrounded by girls um, and most of the photos I took were of girls because no one really wants to see photos of guys. <laughs> you know, unless they're like doing something funny or stupid. Like I kind of built my site that was just kind of very edgy. I always had an edge to my photos because I wanted to capture raw nightlife. It wasn't uh-huh. like if you and your boys bought a table, I'm not taking a photo of you guys holding your bottles up. Like, oh, it's like, I don't give a fuck about that. That's not yeah. your night. Your night is like, you know, you fingering girl in the club and like some so fun. Like it was always just. Oh, oh, an edgier approach to club photography. It wasn't glossy. It was just very raw. Um, and it built a huge following. My site did. And then my social media started to. And so after a while, it became from like me documenting the party uh-huh. to people being like, well, I just want to go where Kirill's going. So then that was the second transition where people were just like, I want to go where Kirill's going and where he's shooting. And then after that, it became, well, I just want to party with Kirill. And it kind of was like I, I lost my anonymity because what made the photos fun in the beginning was no one really knew who I was. I mean, people did, but not like they do now where I could still run around a party and take photos and get these really cool raw images. Yeah. Now I can't step foot in a nightclub because I'll just get harassed if I had a camera. Like everyone's going to be putting on for me and I won't capture those honest party moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's like if you handed and I'm not comparing myself in any way to them, but like if Kim Kardashian had a camera, like she wouldn't be able to walk in the crowd and take photos like they, they, she would just get mauled. So it kind of just I had to switch it a little bit now. And it's more about you guys know that I'm a party animal. You know that the parties I used to go to are wild. So you trust me to throw a good party. So now I just go and kind of like host and curate the night. Yes. Yeah, so are you like the MC? I hang out with everyone. Yeah, you can no, like the like just... I'm kind of like I'm basically like um, the 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 ringleader in like a circus. Like okay. I just kinda <laughs> like I just kind of just set it off and let the snowball like let it all snowball into crazier, wilder, and weirder, and just try to make everyone have an experience or a moment or something to laugh at or just it's just I want people to party because people kind of forgot how to party. And I've seen that on your feed. Yeah, you want people to remember what it's like to have a good time. Just have a good time, let yeah, loose, whatever that nightlife means. Is so, nightlife is so boring now. Like everything is so clean and glossy. And I'm like, yo, like, remember what partying is about? It's to get fucked up and make some mistakes and see some shit, have some stories. Like these people have no stories anymore. People are like, yo, bro, we went out, we spent 10 grand at the club, we saw a DJ. Cool. That's your fucking story. <laughs> like, like, don't you want to be like, oh my God, I went to the club, I poured champagne in a girl's head, and then I watched her like deep throat a dildo. You're like, well, that's kind of hilarious. Can't believe that happened. As disgusting as that may sound, but yeah. that's still a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I totally feel so, that. So to me, I just want people to like go back to those partying ways. Nice. Did you like your brand has now what? You have close to a million followers on Instagram. 
You got, yeah. I don't know how many on Facebook and Snapchat. You're probably reaching close to two mil if I had to guess. Yeah, probably across the board. I mean, it's it's just, you know, it's just an extension of my personality. Like my social, my online persona is very, an exaggerated version of me, obviously. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. it's. You can't keep like, that up the whole time, right? man. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, dude, like I went, me and my boy were like walking through by the World Trade Center, like a year ago and these dudes run up on me and they're like, bro, like what's going on? Where are the girls? Where's the Molly? I'm like, homie, it's 2 PM on a Tuesday. Like I'm just about to get a salad and like kind of like chill out down here. Like this doesn't happen 24 seven. Yeah. There's yeah. a moment where it gets turned on Yeah, when it's at a party. Um, and then on social media it gets turned on when I'm in that mood and I want to annoy someone or say something. But yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's like, it's not an act. It's a, it's an exaggerated persona. You know For what I mean? Sure, it's yeah. like, an embellishment it's like, it's like, of, it's like yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like Andrew Dice Clay in a sense. Like, yeah, he is that crazy guy inside, but he knows how to hold it in and knows when to let it out when he's on stage. Mm-hmm. And my stage just happens to be social media or nightclubs or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. How did you like when, when people look at your site and you get people saying, you know, you know, like, oh, that's disgusting or that's degrading woman and all that kind of stuff. And I know you post a lot of like counter arguments to that on your yeah. site. What's like your main thing when you get that kind of heat from people? Dude, it's I mean, at this point, it's funny to me. A, it, it's like it's almost I love those people more than sometimes. And I love the people that like appreciate what I do because mm-hmm. it's just it's like it's like, oh, my God, like I can't believe you really think this way still. Um, especially when they're like, Oh my God, you're degrading. It's like, dude, no one is, there's no gun to anyone's head at these parties. Mm -hmm. You're coming, you're buying a ticket. You know what you're signing up for. And these girls are just coming out there and getting as wild as they want to be. Uh, so there's really like my argument, my, my biggest pet peeve is always when like I post something about like a photo of a girl or someone doing something dumb and they write like some retard will write like her parents must be so proud. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck have you done to make your parents proud? Like, you're like judging her, like, oh my gosh, she showed her tits, her parents was proud. It's like, my man, you're a fucking like used car salesman. Like, I'm sure your mom is hanging out to the world. Like, stop. Like, it, it's just this weird. Like, I, I judge everything and everyone because a, it's it's for for humor level. You know what I mean? Like, for any joke I make on Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat, yeah, I'm a judgmental prick. But in the end, it's like I'm not really. I don't really feel that way. Okay. You know, it's like Jim Jeffrey. I, and I keep telling everyone this quote because it's brilliant. Jim Jeffrey says it, you know, Jim Jeffrey's the comedian. Yeah. 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 And he has, he's like, well, people attacked him for like making like a rape joke. And, and they were like, well, you can't make rape jokes. He's like, guys, you have to understand there's a difference between what I think is funny and what I think. And he's like, I think rape is wrong. I think a rape joke can be funny. Right. Like, like that's the whole thing. Like people forget, like there's just, there's, there's two, there's like two lanes to your thinking. You you can, you can, you can find the humor in everything while at the same time still be sympathetic to what you're making fun of. Exactly. You posted something about that. Uh, I think you said like, like, it's how you deal with sad shit is by making it funny. Something along those lines. Exactly. That's the way I think most of us do it. And I mean, like any people who are like, Oh my God, like, People love to say like, well, I don't believe in bullying. Yeah, until that fucking girl that cheats with your man, then you're the first person to fucking bully her. Like it, it's, you know, people, I, I just, I, I, there's not even, I can't even find 
the function, the, the the train of thought that would make people feel like I'm so offended by something. Like I, the, the, it's just my brain can't comprehend how someone could look at something and be like, "That bothers me so much that I need to tell the world." And and like, I, I just don't, I don't get that like line of thinking. It's such a huge ego to have. Yeah, yeah. To be like, this bothers me, so you're not allowed to talk about it. Right, and you know what? I mean, when you look at your feed. You know, you see champagne being dumped on girls. You see people partying. But what you also see is that everyone's smiling and everyone's, everyone's having, having a good, a good time. time. You exactly. know, and it's like, you're right. You're not forcing these people to come up and, and partake in anything that you're doing. Dude, this happened to me in Canada. It was hilarious. I got yeah. my party. got My party got canceled. I had a huge party planned in like some small town in Canada. I think it was like Barry. Canada, whatever. Okay. There was like a bunch of like four or five feminists that like banded together and were like, well, we're going to complain to the club owner. How dare he bring such vile trash into our town? Mm-hmm. Um, and an article came out and one of the feminists in it wrote in it. Like, I think she was the author of the article, actually. And she was just talking about she's like, I'm trying to protect the values and interests of our community. You know, the exploitation of women, blah, 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 blah. I was like, OK, cool, whatever. Someone sent me a photo of that article I put on my Instagram and I was just kind of like defending myself. The next day, another article came out, and she goes, I cannot believe the response I got of hate mail from people <laughs> after Kirill posted this on his social media. And she's like, and you know what upsets me the most? She said this. She's like, what upsets me the most is 99% of the people that sent me hate mail were girls saying, we don't need you to stand up for us. That's the opposite of like feminism. Like, You're telling me I have to act a certain way according to your rules, not like, hey, I'm going to do whatever I want to do with my body, Damn, you yeah, know, that, and it's, yeah. it's like, and then there's the other argument where people are like, well, Kirill, like drunk people, um, you're taking advantage of drunk people. Like they can't make their own decisions. They're not responsible for their actions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people say that, but I'm like, but the counter argument to me is that if a girl takes her tits out of my party and she's drunk, it's my fault. But if she gets behind the wheel of a car, she's at fault. Right. So where's the responsibility? Where is her drunkenness completely? It's, it's all her responsibility. Yeah, I agree. I think what happens is like you, you can't like pick and choose like by law if yeah. she gets in the car and kills someone. She can't be like, well, I'm not responsible because I'm drunk. It's like, yeah, you are. You're responsible for all your own actions no yeah. matter what. And there's so many other arguments too for that. You could be like, well, they were so tired. You know, you can't do anything because they're so tired or they took a hit of weed and so you can't. It's like no one's ever in their perfect state of mind anyway. Like, well, that, well, that's the whole thing. It's like, dude, 90% of us wouldn't be here if it wasn't for alcohol. It's like, <laughs> dude, that's the whole point. Like you, everyone just gets – people act like you go to – like we're going to a nightclub like it's a library. It's like, dude, people go there. Like, what's the point of going to a nightclub? No one's going for music. Like if you're saying you're going for music, you say that after a night when you didn't get laid because that's the only <laughs> excuse you have. Like you're going there to get drunk or high, dance, and potentially fuck someone. Yeah. Like what's – what – other purpose just hedonism you're just trying to it's a hedonistic yeah it's it's what it's what we do so for someone to try to like sugarcoat nightclubs and be like whoa like it's like dude people just get drunk and fuck that's what happens (laughs) like i'm the i'm the bad guy for exposing it apparently but whatever it it, like i love arguing with them because their arguments are usually in the end very full of holes so yeah well and i think what happens man is you get someone like you that's at this like it's you know it's like this ridiculous just crazy extreme lifestyle and i think it pushes a lot of buttons with people i think it triggers people well yeah and i'm and i'm you know and it's it's weird because i've had a lot of instagram accounts and that were deleted over time um 
And for some reason, the one that that has been deleted, but I've gotten it back, is Slut Whisper. And to me, it was like, is this like a sign that like, A, I'm going to have a very off-putting name where the mission statement is in the name itself? Because before I had like, Kirill was here, blah, blah, blah. Like where it was like, okay, it's his name. There's not really, you, you'd have to kind of dig deeper to find yeah. out what I'm about. Slut Whisper kind of tells you what this is going to be about. Like it's a very like in-your-face sure. name. So I guess I kind of always enjoyed the uphill battle of constantly having to prove myself, whether it was like, okay, he acts like an idiot and then he'll have a logical argument and debate about something that's meaningful. And then people are like, oh shit, okay, there's like some intelligence to this brand yeah. besides just champagne on heads and making fat jokes. <laughs> did you uh, did you choose Slut Whisper as like a uh, kind of to get reaction out of people? It or? was It was a nickname someone gave me on Twitter. Okay. And it was literally like, I was like sitting at home. I was like, okay, I've had like 10 Instagram accounts. It's my last one. I'm just going to do it. If it doesn't work, I'm done with Instagram. Like I gave up. And I was like, I got, I ran out of names and I was like, oh yeah, I remember someone called me slut whisper, whatever. Let's just try it and see what happens. And it fucking like blew up. And I was like, all right. I was like, all right, whatever. I guess this is it. It's kind of funny to me. Uh, You know, like I said, it's the most off-putting name possible. Like nobody really wants to work with it. No brands want to do anything with me, which I'm like kind of okay with. Like, I don't really care, you know? Because you have a million followers, people are usually knocking on your door, be like, "Hey, bro, like, you want to promote this? You want to do a deal with like yeah. this company?" It's like, dude, nobody wants to co-sign Slut Whisper, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm literally like the black sheep of Instagram, so I'm like, I'm fine being in my own little corner, doing my own little thing. Just that name kind of acts as a filter for just bullshit people that just want to yeah. take advantage well, the of it. Is, well, the best is when people complain on my page, and then everyone else chimes in and goes, "Like, what did you think was going to happen when you followed a page called Slut Whisper?" Like, yeah. Like Bible quotes? Like, what do you think I'm going to fucking <laughs> Do you get feedback about? from the woman in your life about the name at all? Or do, does anybody care? Um, no. Like, what do you mean? Like, like your, girls? Like you have sisters or like your mom or something? Do any no, of them kind of? No, like, they, they, they get it. Yeah. Like, the thing is to them, it's like, they see that it's a business in the end. So it's like, whatever. It's the business you're in. Um, Like, I, like I've told a lot of people, too, is like, I was born in Russia. My parents were obviously from Russia, not a very easy country to be from. It's a very, you know, it's a hard place. So the problems that like most American parents would have, my parents are like, they don't really care. Like we have to stand in line for bread. Do I really give a shit that my son hangs out with girls with their tits out? Like their values are much, their priorities in life are a little okay. bit like, like shit doesn't offend them as much, you know, cause they're like, Really? This is what people are complaining about? Oh, that's fascinating. Like, I never even would have thought of that. You know what I mean? That, yeah. kind, that kind of it's culture. It's all like, yeah. It's like, they're like, cool. Like, I come home and there's like alcohol. And my parents have like a drink at dinner. And they'll be like, do you want to do it? I'm like, no. I was like, I see you every night on the internet. Drinks this, shots this. I'm hung over here, but you won't drink at home. I'm like, yeah, because I do that for work, mom. Like, I'm not trying to bring my work home. Uh, the funny thing about that, man, is no matter what country they're from, man, all moms are the same, dude. I can imagine my yeah, mom saying that yeah, same kind of stuff. I mean, my mom came out, did her birthday at one of my parties. No shit. Yeah. How'd like, that go I had, a, I had a birthday. I had, Her birthday fell on the night of one of my parties in New York. And I was like, look, I'm doing this party. And she goes, well, maybe me and dad will come. I'm like, I, I would love if you guys came. They came. She, blast. She came with her sister because her and her sister are like five years apart, same birthday. Yeah. So, they, so it was like two elderly Russian couples. <laughs> 
I gave them their own table, a security guard. My mom walks in with a flask. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, I didn't know if there was going to be alcohol here. I'm like, mom, it's a fucking nightclub. Like, it's a party. <laughs> so I like dropped off a bunch of alcohol and they were like dancing and mingling with everyone. Like, it was funny because it was like, for her, it, I think it was it was cool for them to see because they see it all on the internet. Yeah. But they don't ever get to see the reaction of the people that come to my parties because they don't really get to see that fan interaction. So like a lot of people were running to them and be like, oh my God, I just want to meet you. You're Carol's mom. You're Slut Whisperer's mom. You're Slut Whisperer's dad. And she had like conversations with them. And she was like, well, I had no idea that many people like cared about you or cared about this thing that you have. Sure. So I think that helped like kind of also – Make some sense of what I'm doing to them. Yeah, and did uh did you tone it down at all when they were there, or did you, no, you go absolutely full throttle? Not. Oh, absolutely not. Oh, and then I had a recap video and I posted it on Facebook. And my mom's like, "Take that down immediately, girl." She's like, "I have a corporate job. I can't be seen in this video with like tits flying, champagne." And then my mom just like ah dancing in the background. Oh, yeah. dude, that's so funny, man. What an experience, though. Oh, it's it's absurd. Yeah. So do you see yourself moving forward? Do you see yourself ever getting tired of doing it? Like, do you? Like, oh yeah. I mean, look, I don't want to be the kind you, of guy. That, I'm 32. Okay. I don't want to be the kind of guy that like has to kiss my kids goodnight and be like, all right, daddy's gonna go pour champagne. I guess. <laughs> like, that's never something I want. I was never a club kid. This was to oh, me really? more of like so more of a social experiment. I, I love drinking. I love socializing, but um, this is more of like a social experiment. Like, how big can I get a brand to be, and can I get paid for doing something stupid? And it kind of worked out. And <laughs> I think I think people have connected more and more with the voice as opposed to just the partying. Sure. So like a lot of people are like, I like your perspective on things. Like, you know, uh, I like your twist on that or blah, blah, blah. Like all my snaps or my rants I've done. So I think it's just going to grow into something else eventually. Mm-hmm. It won't be like a like, – cold turkey transition sure it'll yeah, be yeah. like it'll, it'll just evolve like Organic, at some yeah. point yeah i don't want to be 38 in a club yeah, maybe i'll go once in a month just pop in and kind of like do some shit but i don't want to be like grinding like i am now where i'll have like four parties a week you know flying back and forth so i don't know i don't i really don't know yeah well who does a lot dude? of people like Kirill, write a book or something about your life experiences i'm like i don't think i have enough experiences just yet to write a book but like, yeah 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 one day like i think that's the beauty of like, to me, people love to dismiss social media and they're like, Oh, just like Instagram, like you like, Oh, Insta fame. It's like, it's really stupid. I get it. But they don't realize that there is a business model behind it, whether you might understand it or not. Like that following of people, you can take on that journey with you anywhere. They're following. Like those are direct people that support you. So whether I'm like, Hey guys, like I flipped it on them. Like four months ago, I went to art school. I wanted to be a Disney animator. And I was bored in my friend's apartment and he had a wall that he was painting. And he's like, go, just draw something. And I spray painted Mickey Mouse with a boner. And he filmed the whole thing and I threw it up. And people were like, holy shit, I had no idea you could draw. Like, this is so cool. You should do more art stuff and prints. And so I think like that's – people want that from, I don't know, me or from other people where they want to constantly be surprised and see different sides of you. So whether I take these fans on a journey where like, okay, guys – now I'm going to do a little bit more artsier stuff, less club stuff, maybe take some of my photos, do an art show or a book. Like these kids will just follow you on that journey. So that's the only advantage I think of social media is you constantly have that fan base in front of you. Yeah, you man, know? when you can constantly interact with them all the time like you do. I mean, exactly. I, I think too is you, you like the smart thing that you've done is putting in all this work now 
once you build that brand, then you're right. It doesn't have to revolve around partying. It can revolve around you. You're the focal exactly. point, no matter if you're pouring champagne on a girl's head or you're going to an art show. Yeah. You want these people to be invested in you, not invested in like what kind of like you do. You don't want them to, to just like one aspect of you because then like, it's kind of like, um, like Dan Bilzerian. I have nothing bad to say about him. I've never really met him. Like we've talked on social media. He does a killer job of what he does, but he doesn't really show any sides of him besides that we see. And it's always just, I'm rich. I have guns and I have hot girls. Great. Great brand. Great brand. But, But at some point when he, you need to show that you're human. So you need, I, like, that's what I've been trying to do, whether it's the partying and then like showing me doing some art stuff or like me, I don't even know what else I, I can't even think of other shit, but just like other aspects. You want to show them different sides of you. So they're invested in you and not when you just decide to flip a switch, but like, great, right, I'm done shooting guns and partying with whores. Hey guys, check this out. I'm going to start painting. All those fans will be like, well, fuck you, man. I didn't yeah, sign up for this. Yeah. They're invested. They're invested in the, you want to be your own brand and you want them to love you. That for so anything you touch, they're going to support. And did you start figuring that I out? Don't know how to yeah, I mean, I just started figuring that out like maybe like a year or two ago where okay. I'm like, let me just start like showing them other sides of me. Um, it's a slow, it's a slow thing. You know, a lot of people are very reluctant because people love putting people in little boxes like, okay, well, this is this and this is that and blah, blah, blah. They don't want you to like stray. So you kind of need to like pull them and be like, oh, like, look, like just like you. Like you're a firefighter. If like you decided this is my, this is one of my most biggest pet peeves is like, if you tweet something about like Trump say good or bad, whatever, someone will chime in. with like stick to what you know, bro. Fire, uh, fight fires. Right. And right, it's like, right. dude, but I'm a human being and <laughs> sure. I'm not just, I'm not just one dimensional. I don't, I'm not just a firefighter 24 seven standing there waiting for fires. Like, you have opinions, you have perspectives, and you do other things that define you. So like, I mean, I just had a brain fart. Where am I going with this? Um, so that's like my biggest pet peeve is like when, when people like to put you in little categories and like, well, you can only talk about the things that you get paid for. Well, it's like, great. Awesome. You're an accountant. You can't have an opinion on anything. Besides <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think your line of work definitely even exceeds that shit. Like if you get someone that's a doctor, it's like, Oh, you can talk about whatever. Yeah. You're an accountant. It's like, yeah, you're an accountant. Let's stick to that. But you can talk about it a little bit more, but when it's you, feel you're intelligent, you're intelligent because you went to school. Exactly. But when you have the brand of I'm a partier and if, if you just look at your Snapchat, you know, and every like weekend, he's a moron. yeah, you just, well, yeah, you just think this guy's just a fucking druggie partying. That That's probably all he does. I mean, no, that's no, human I, understand, nature, I understand. Oh, I, yeah. I'm completely understand. But you're right, man. I, it's cool to see the other sides of you. That's when I started looking at your thing and I'm like, you know what? This guy would be interesting to have on the podcast. Cause if you didn't post that kind of stuff, I'd be like, dude, why this guy doesn't seem that interesting. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's the same shit. It's like, yeah, you get kind of like tired of it. Um, but I guess I am my own worst enemy because I've branded myself as that. So I, I, I understand why people are instantly like, well, he's a moron. Then also yeah. the whole fucking Mr. Bean shit I, I pull on people all day where like, I don't know if you know this. So no. um, ever like my whole life, people were like, oh my God, you look like Mr. Bean. Blah, blah, blah. And then it started happening on Instagram. People were like, you look like Mr. Bean. I was like, cool. I'm going to run with this. 
And so I, for the past like three years, sporadically, I'll like pepper in that he's my father in oh, real life. Oh, dude, I did see something about that online. I pepper that in all the time <laughs> just so people go right on my um, – anytime I post something, they'll be like, fuck you, dude. You don't know what it's like. You were born a trust fund yeah. baby. Your dad's got $100 million. Oh, I'm like, oh, I love that you guys are one Google search away from finding out who Rowan Atkinson's kids are. And obviously I'm not one of them. <laughs> I'm Russian. He's British. Like, so it, it's just fun to me to see how that, like, that just shows you how dumb people are too. Like, they'll just believe anything you tell them. Yeah, and you're right, man. You're just, you're literally, you're living a social experiment. That's all it is to me. Like, people are like, oh, you spend half your day on your phone. Like, dude, I, like, like would you really read all these comments and DMs? I'm like, I love it. It's, it's my social experiment to see how people react and interact to all the stuff I'm throwing up. It's just fun to me. It's really like I have people that hit me that are my friends that are like, Kirill, I don't really give a fuck about what you post, but I live for the comment section because I could post a photo of a steak. 20 minutes later, there's an argument about like Israel and Palestine. In the comments. <laughs> like someone's like, fuck you, Jew. You shouldn't be eating lobster tails. Like that's not kosher. And then someone else will fight. And it's you're just like, what happened? Like, guys, it's a picture of my meal. But it just shows you what, you know. God, well, it's the social media stuff. It's just such a different, it's, it's reality, but it's not. <laughs> it's not because those are the same people that will never say that shit to your exactly. face. Exactly. It's, and those are the kinds of people that will come up to me in a club and be like, bro, like you blocked me because I said some dumb shit, but I'm a big fan. I'm like, well, why the fuck are you talking dumb shit for then? Yeah. But that's part of the internet too. You're going to have those people that are like, I just want to talk dumb shit so I can get noticed. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I actually have a. I have your like one of your latest posts that I'm going to read if you don't mind. Cause I thought it was yep. really interesting, man. Uh, this is this girl who I presume you don't know. And she says, is this like dear Ashley or something? We ask you shit. We already know the answer to, and you give us the harsh reality we need. Cool. So my boyfriend and I live in California. He still talks to his ex in Florida who looks like a pig and it really bothers me, but he won't stop. What should I do? Get rid of him. Or get rid of the idea that I'll ever find someone who doesn't entertain multiple people. Thanks. Now you respond. This is when it gets good. Any guy that needs the attention of other girls, including ones he has fucked, is not worth your time. Trust me, I've been that guy. Thinking that I can take all the love from my girlfriend and also have my ego stoked so that I knew I was still wanted by other girls. It never works out. One day you'll find a mature enough guy that will only need you. Yes, he will have female friends, but he will only need your validation as a man. I'm still struggling with that myself. And dude, I read that, man. And I think I emailed you about it. And that's the stuff you're talking about. That hits yeah. people in a different way where I was kind of taken aback, to be honest. And I'm like, well, yeah, because wow. most of the DMs I get, they're like, I'll fire back with a joke somewhere. To yeah, like and that's a lot them. of the stuff you post. Yeah. But then, but then, you know, but then like this girl, like poured her heart out a little bit. And I was like, all right, let me have a human moment with someone. And yeah. I was just like, all right, let me, let me, like, I like to be human and I also like to be the retard. It's like, <laughs> it's, I'm very, like, it's, it's, it's a it's, yin and yang thing fun. for sure. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, it's to me, like I said, this is all theater. It's all, this is the stage. And that whole statement was completely true. What she wrote to me, why I wrote back to her is like, that's, it kind of hit home for what she was talking about. And I was like, all right, let me give this girl some real, shit yeah yeah does uh like you're being in the party scene all the time you talk about getting rid of your like you know struggling with that validation thing is it hard because you have your ego stoked all the time 
to um, like break free of that and yeah is it hard to kind of not let your ego get blown up so much the thing is i really i've never been the guy that like hits on girls it was just never in my dna so maybe this is the reason i do what i do because it just makes it easier the girls just come to me instead but it's the ego stroke to me is very different nowadays i still struggle like i had a relationship that just ended and it was very very hard because it was it, it was i couldn't find that balance I'm learning how to find that balance, how to balance this crazy hypersexualized job with keeping someone else happy at the same time and making them feel wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but my my thing now, what strokes my ego more than anything is I kind of flip the switch. It's like, all right, I don't really care. Like the girls are fun and it's great and it's cool that they want to have fun with me or fuck me or whatever. That's not what drives me. What drives me is like the social experiment still is like, I walk into a party that I'm throwing and it's full and everyone's having a good time. Yeah. That that gives me more of a hard on because I'm like, it's working. Like, that's exciting. Like, if you know me and if you ever come to a party with me, I'm the first one in the door at a nightclub and people are like, why the fuck you go so early? I'm like, I have panic attacks. And I stand there and I start drinking at the bar and I'm like, why is the room not filling up? What's going on? What's wrong? And all my friends are like, just shut the fuck up. You do this at every... <laughs> Every party, every and then still. Like you turn, still to this day, and every time like eleven thirty hits, place is packed, and I'm like, okay, good. Like I don't, it, it's this is like my baby, and I'm very protective over it, and I'm really scared, and I don't, I I like that I'm not comfortable, yeah, in the sense I like having that like these anxiety attacks because it makes me overthink and what I can do to change and make it better. How do I get more people to come out? Um, yeah, this is like. I'm so neurotic. Like I have a party on Saturday. Like the doors, are, I think, are at like ten o'clock. The party's from ten to three, but mm-hmm. doors are ten. Like who's showing up in in New Jersey, which is like like New York is a later party town. Like no one's gonna be there till eleven thirty. Like no one's showing up at ten and partying for five hours. I'm gonna be there like ten thirty, and I'll be the first one there, like just watching. And I'll be like. <laughs> Like, just like, uh, and then I'll be psyched. I'll be like, this party's going to suck, guys. It's going to suck. I'm over. My career's done. I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> Every fucking party is No like shit. People hate me. Like, my friends are like, well, why are we at a nightclub at 10, 30 o'clock at night? I'm like, you want to drink for free and hang out and meet some girls? Then you come with me early. This is the only <laughs> way I go. That's cr- I never would have pictured that. No, there's none of like, dude, like, I'm not one of those guys that needs to roll into a packed club and be like, look at me. And I yeah. just walk in with like lights up. It's like, look what I made. It's like, no way. Like, I'm very like, there's no, there's no ego in involved in the, in real life where it's just like, oh, well, look at me. Look how cool I am. Like, I just want people to have a good time. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I never would have guessed that ever, man. Um, so I erotic you- Jew. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, so with like, yeah, man, it must have been super difficult having a girlfriend during that time, man, doing what you do and having a girlfriend. Um, so, I mean, I'm I'm surprisingly a very good boyfriend. Um, oh, yeah, I'm not saying that, man. You seem like a, you're a very nice guy. You seem like, yeah. Um, yeah, I've always been a girlfriend kind of guy. I think I've always liked having being grounded like that uh-huh. and not having to worry about. I think like. I've been single and there's times where I'm like thinking with my dick too much at a party and not worrying about the party sometimes. So having a girlfriend always was like, all right, I got that in the bag. I got to <laughs> have sex with, so let me just focus on the rest of it. But it's hard, you know, like you, you're traveling the world. 
there'll be times where I won't see my girlfriend for a week or two at a time, like surrounded by hot girls. Yeah, that'll drive any girl nuts. Mm-hmm. The arguments we have, like any girl that dates me, I literally the biggest like round of applause for putting up with me and and tolerating it, and I understand it. And like my mom talks to me all about, it. she's like, "How are you gonna have a healthy relationship?" Like, I feel bad for all these girls. Like, I know, mom, but like, they stuck around long enough until they leave. You know, they had enough. But you yeah. say that's what I'm saying. I need to find that little transition where there's still edge and there's a voice, but there's less, just less tits in my face, <laughs> which I don't think any grown man has ever said. But <laughs> just getting tired of all the. It's constantly in my face, yeah. man. How do you, uh, yeah, I've always thought too about getting a girlfriend as almost like a business decision lately, just so I stop being distracted by chasing girls around all the time. Exactly. Like, like, dude, like I've been going out, like even when I'm off too much, like drinking, I'm like, I just want someone to cuddle with and watch Netflix <laughs> and not have to go out and like chase someone down. Yeah, man. No, seriously. Like there's, I think about sometimes all the time that I guess you would call it wasted, but I mean, but think about it. Like you're kind of in the line of work too, where you're like, you have pussy thrown at you. Like a firefighter is gotta be like, it's like the bravest thing you could do. It's <laughs> like, you know, besides like going to war, like you're just like, I mean, that's what you guys are known for. Yeah. Well, I'm a wildland firefighter, so we don't, it's uh different, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. You just got like sure. hipster chicks that don't like it, shave their butt. <laughs> yeah, it depends, but it definitely doesn't hurt. It definitely doesn't hurt, man. So, yeah, well, um, and just out of curiosity, too, that post you said, um, I need to stop taking Molly and reading all your guys' DMs. Did you actually take Molly when you read that? No, no, no. <laughs> that's just like that's part of the persona. Like, that's part of the persona. And that's okay. a little bit of me. That's a little bit of me pulling back, being like, okay, I'm gonna be called a faggot for this post. Let me throw in a little drug oh. reference. Like, oh, okay. you know, like, did you get I some still, anxiety? You know, oh, just tons of anxiety. Did you have I, some from I, posting that? Uh, no, at this point I know that oh, okay. that's, I'm comfortable doing that kind of shit, but like sometimes like I'll, I'll still need to like appease some of the, the, the aggro dudes that are like, bro, like we need to see, like, this is too sensitive for me. I can't tolerate this. Ah, fuck those so, guys, this, dude. Whatever. So I throw in that little Molly line for them. Like, okay, he's on drugs. Cool. I just <laughs> You're just appeasing the doofuses. Yo, you got to play the lowest common denominator. Those yeah. are the best customers. Yeah, man. That's great, dude. That's great stuff. And then like. I know you talk one more thing. I know you talk a lot yeah. about like the PC culture. Yeah. On your uh, stuff. Like wh- what's like the biggest issue you have? I mean, we talked about earlier with, I guess with like feminists that want to do I don't it, but... really like, I don't really run into it because I'm very insulated. Like I, my, most of my shit's on the internet. So the only bad thing I get is like hate mail, which then is so fun to spin back into more content. <laughs> does it ever you know bother I mean? you? No, it, 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 it does. It, it, it used to a little bit. It, it might depending on my mood. Because, like you said, and like everyone in my life who knows me personally is like, like, oh, like you're a nice guy. So, and like when my parties would get shut down, or if I get like a really scathing email where like someone's like really hates me down to their core, it hurts a little bit because it's like you bought into the character and now you're accusing me personally of oh, being that piece of shit. Okay. So kind of like you're like, wow, it kind of sucks that people think that of me. But at the same time, I'm like, cool. This is what I signed up for. So I'll take that email and I'll spin it back into more content. And it's kind of, um, I, I don't, I will never compare myself to Eminem or Marilyn Manson, but it's like that they, to me have been like kind of a little bit of like a guiding light. We're like, dude, they went through all the same, their shit similarly where they were, you know, 
obviously people demonized them for everything they did. And then in the end, they kind of came out on top. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Eminem has played at hockey games now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. just like, Eminem first came out, he was like the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. to me, and, and then it's kind of very similar personalities where like Slut Whisper is my Slim Shady. And I'm, when you see me in real life, I'm Marshall Mathers in the sense of like, I'm the human okay. being behind that fucking crazy persona. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that shit doesn't, the, the hate mail doesn't really bother me anymore. Um, it's fun sometimes yeah. to fuck with them. <laughs> But yeah, the PC man. shit, I don't like. I don't really like. I said I'm very insulated. No one's really coming up. Like, you're gonna go to a party. You're not really gonna go buy a ticket to come party with me to hate on me. True. Like, those, yeah. the, the people are very lazy. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going. Like, I hate Kanye. Let me go buy a ticket. Why? To stand there and hate him? Yeah. So yeah. like, the so people that are coming. Like, I'm never gonna be face to face with my quote unquote enemies. So I don't really run into that whole like PC, like. Like, I'll just say what I want to say and you guys deal with it on your own. Fine. Yell at me in the comment section if that's that's the worst consequence I have. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm not like a politician or blah, 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 blah. At this point, people have cut me enough slack where they're like, oh, it's obviously humor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because a lot of people take it seriously when you're just like, you're forgetting that this is humor, right? Like, this is not real. Like, I don't hate fat people. I will make fat jokes. Right, like, right. Like, fat people go to my parties, hang out with you all night. I don't care. You're a human right. being. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. Yeah, it is. It's hard. I think the internet makes it almost hard to decipher sometimes. Well, because because people believe it's fact. Yes, it's one thing exactly. when a comedian says it on stage because it's okay. There's a microphone. There's a stage. There's the environment. Blah blah. Even comedians are getting in trouble for it now yeah. too. Yeah. Because people are like, well, "This is a fucking comedy show. Like, what do you think this is going to be? It's not a fucking clan meeting." So, but the internet really made it very hard to decipher. It's like you know when you get an email or a text from someone, you don't know the tone, you don't know the intent sometimes behind it, and yeah. just like. But I think luckily the more that my snowball on social media keeps growing, there's enough of a history now where they can look back like, oh, this is all in jest. This is all in tongue in cheek. This is obviously humor. Right. Like I got in trouble. I can't even find the fucking tweet right now. I got in trouble for a very, very like like a feminist freaked out on me and they wrote like an article about me about the tweet. I don't think I can find it right now. But it was – they took it so seriously and they didn't, They missed the whole message behind it. And it was basically me making fun of guys. But I was making – but the joke, the way it was written was making fun of women. But if you actually analyze it, you're like, oh, he's actually shitting on how stupid men are. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't think I can find it right now. Oh, I think I can find this. Okay. This right. was the This All is right. the joke. This is what I wrote. Let's hear it. So this is one of them. Um, one of the things I tweeted, I was like, we don't need gun control. We need blowjobs. Violence is the result of sexual frustration. I'm completely at peace after a blowjob. Okay. So this feminist group went on and fought me for so long about it because they're basically saying that I was saying that I'm uh, basically saying that women – What's going on here? Shit. That uh, I can't see myself. So basically saying that that I was saying that women function as objects for men to make them come, and that's and that and that I'm promoting violence if women don't service their men. And I'm like, no. The point of the joke is saying how weak we are as men that we need to come 
to then actually have a perspective on the world and be okay. <laughs> and that's like, true too. That, like that's the joke. That's what's the underlining like roots of the joke is the yeah. fact that like when you come, you're like, ah, I don't really hate anyone anymore. <laughs> that's like, true. But they're like, well, you're saying that women need, I'm like, first of all, I didn't say women because gay guys can blow each other. Like mm-hmm. there was no sexist undertone, but like, that's the thing that like, people overanalyze statements and they try to make it fit their agenda. We're like, this is because he thinks that women are basically just flesh with holes for guys to fuck so that right. they don't kill each other. It's like, no, I'm just, I'm actually showing how flawed we are as men. Right. Right. But they don't get it. So yeah, that's I mean, like, that, that one got a lot of attention. People were like freaking out. Like some radio station called me. I was like, you really make me defend a fucking shitty blowjob joke? Like, really? Yeah. That's like, seems I, pretty tame for the rest of your Twitter too. Don't like, it, just it, because it, I think what happens is these people that get so vocal about it, they have such a loud voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they project that onto the rest of the world. It, it, it's it's absurd. I'm trying to see if there's any more. Yeah, you got quite a collection online. I've I've. It, it, it's it's just so much. I, I have so many fights with with people like trying to like overanalyze a joke. I'm like, guys, it's a fucking joke. Would you say they're mainly women or mainly men or a combination of both? No, it's 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 a lot of white knights. Like a lot of dudes are like, bro, like come on, that's too far. I'm like, my man, first of all, you're a dude. Like you should not be offended by anything. Period. Like <laughs> you're you're just a guy. Um, but one of these I always used to post is like a joke making fun of women is just that a joke. Gender equality means you can take a verbal beating like the rest of us. So that's what the thing people want equality, and then you give them the same fucking ribbing that you'll give any other group of people. But they're like, oh, you can't make fun of us. We're we're delicate all of a sudden. Well, I thought you weren't delicate. I thought you were strong, independent women that can handle the abuse that guys give each other as well. Okay, okay. And that's what you get a lot of pushback from, is especially when you, especially the woman stuff. Well, like that's the thing. Well, people are like, oh, we want, you know, transgenders. We want to be equal. Cool. Then take a fucking transgender joke, just like I make Holocaust jokes or black jokes or Asian jokes or fat jokes. Like, don't say that you want to be equal, but then you get to live in a private bubble where no one can talk shit about you. Yeah. Equality means I get to shit all over you just like I do everyone else. Right. And you almost do it. I mean, your Snapchat is ugly Russian Jew and you like, you almost, you almost, you talk shit to yourself too. Dude, I'm so, you gotta be self-deprecating. Like it's, it's, I mean, I, I just don't get like, yeah, people are like, I want to be equal, but don't say all these other things yeah. about because that's not fair. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had a field. Day. I had a field day with the whole Bruce Jenner shit. Cause people were like, you're so transphobic. I'm like, I'm not transphobic. I'm not afraid of him. I'm not afraid of transgenders in any way. If I find something funny, I'm going to shit all over it. doesn't yeah. mean I'm a, like the whole transphobic homophobic. It's like, no, like I'll make gay jokes. It doesn't make me afraid or hate you. There's humor in, in something that happened and I'm going to fucking find a way to pull it out. <laughs> Cool, man. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, man. I, I like the juxtaposition too between like talking to you right here on the podcast and hearing about like your you as a human, like you said, and then your persona online. That contrast. Yeah, now, now you know that there's a fucking yeah. OCD crazy <laughs> little Russian Jewish kid sitting on his toilet, like trying to be like, all right, how can I piss these people off today? Uh, how much time do you spend doing that by the way every day? Like, do you like, is it, I feel like that'd be the full-time job is creating the next good joke or like, no, I mean like, like I think anything that 
is good. It just comes naturally in a situation. Yeah. Like you'll just be talking to someone and you see something and you're like, oh, boom, there's something. Like I have a drafts folder of like shit that like has bothered me where I'm like, oh, let me rework that. I don't think that's as funny as it could be, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, plenty of my jokes fall flat in their face. It's just that's the nature of doing that's comedy. Well, yeah. Comedy is like, yeah. you know, they're not going to all be fucking zingers. There's someone who's going <laughs> to fucking suck and yeah. whatever. Some suck and some don't. But predominantly, I felt that my portfolio is kind of pretty good. So I'm yeah. okay with it. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah I, I, I give it a thumbs up too, man. So, so but that's what's cool to me. Like when I go to a party, like I have dudes run up to me and they're like, bro, like the sluts. I'm like, I don't even want to talk to you. Like, don't even talk to me. Yeah. Like, but like people come up to me like, yo, Kirill, like I saw that post you did on like, Oh, feminism, or you said something about whatever. I, I talk the little bit of intelligence I have displayed, and I'll be cool. I'll talk to you all night. Yeah, because I'm human right now. Right now, I'm human, and I will have that human interaction. Right. I don't want to ever speak one on one with someone as the slut whisperer. It's just silly. Like I just don't like wearing that mask because I, I like being honest. Yeah, you know, at a part when I'm at, when I'm actually doing the show at a party. Yeah, it's. It's it's slut whisper blah blah but like you want to speak to me it's like I'm not going to talk to you now bro how many girls you bang that's like dude what do you care yeah yeah who like what does that even mean well plus aren't those guys just trying to get like in like just trying to hang out with you just to yeah like, and be I seen I, with yeah, you I guess or something I guess it's 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 weird it's uh, I'm very like very um um sorry shit I have a fucking FaceTime uh it's a very split in my feeling about my fans. I love them, but at the same time, I fucking can't stand them. <laughs> it's kind of like Groucho Marx said is like, I don't want to be a member of any club that would have me as a member. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't want to be your fearless leader because this says more about me than it does about you that this is the people that love me. Like, I look like, I think, uh, who did it? Um, I think it was Doug Stanhope, one of the comedians, someone like that. He was like, oh... He was like, I was walking down the street and I saw a mob. Him and his boy were walking down the street. He's like, and we saw a mob of just animals on the streets, like lined up somewhere. And he's like, oh, we got to cross the street. I don't even want to be seen next to them. Like, this shit's rowdy. And he's like, then we're walking down the street and we look and it's like, oh, that's the line to the comedy club where I'm performing. <laughs> he's like, these are my fans. So he's just like, you know, you're throw sometimes you're thrown off. You're like, I'm glad you love me, but like, holy fuck, like, you created it's, it. You created a monster. Yeah. 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 It's funny, but it's kind of like scary sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. So how do people, uh, all your social networks and stuff, how do people find you? How do people, uh, get in contact with you? Um, Instagram is at slut whisper. Um, Twitter is just at Kirill was here. K I R I L L was here. Um, Twitter still my favorite. I know it's a dying art, but I just love, just coming up with dumb quips and jokes. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then Snapchat is ugly Russian Jew. Okay. And, and that's where most of the party shit happens is there. Yeah. It's like they let me get away with tits and ass and buttholes. And that one's definitely the most once exciting. In a while I'll wake up, once in a while I'll wake up cranky and rant about something stupid. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, those are the ones. Facebook I don't really use, but it's out there. I think it's facebook.com slash Kirill was here. Okay. And you uh, you post – um. Or you have um oh man no, I'm just having a brain fart oh you have a merch thing too right you have like merchandise that you're yeah selling? yeah yeah like I have like my merch is all on my site it's kirillwashere dot com um go buy it if you want don't if you don't I don't really you know, <laughs> it's, 
I don't really use it to make money as much. Just like it's fun to see people wear it and send me photos. I'm like, oh shit, okay, that's kind of the cool. social experiment like some, thing, man. The social yeah, experiment so, thing, dude. Yeah. So like some dude in China is wearing a Kribble's ear hat. I'm like, okay, that's fucking weird. That's that's pretty fucking cool though, too. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's a it's a it's a very like I said, good and bad thing. Does it feel I'm surreal? Like, oh. It's a little surreal because like, well, that's awesome. You love me. Holy shit. This is at the same time very terrible that you love somebody like me. <laughs> what a dude, what a crazy like mental uh, no wonder why like you have anxiety and stuff. That's like a crazy like mental just um Oh oh just dilemma. Like, just pa- panic attacks. Like me and my boys will go to like hockey games and people know I'm a big hockey fan and it's just like it's I'll just get like harassed at hockey games. And people are like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm you watch a hockey game. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What are, no, I, I, no, I'm coked out of my mind. I'm going to go bang some girls in the bathroom. Like, I'm here to actually enjoy <laughs> a sporting activity. I'm living my life, damn it. Yeah, just Jesus. Yeah. Because I have a very recognizably ugly Russian Jew face, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> they just latch on. Oh, that's good shit, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, being authentic. Dude, thanks and, for having me. Yeah, and being real, man. I'm stoked about putting it out there. Awesome. Um, let me know when it's out. I'll promote it. Yeah, cool, man. That'd be great. Yeah, I'll make a I little. Need to, uh, I need to let I need to let more people know this side of me sometimes. So it's no, like, you do. Yeah. So I I need I yeah. Just let me know when it's out. I'll push it. Okay. Yeah. Stick around for one second, man. But we'll end yeah, it yeah, there. No so all right. Thanks, brother. Yep. Thank you for having me. Well, howdy doody, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode. I'm practicing my Texan. How does it sound? Um, if you guys could do me a huge favor and go over to iTunes, leave me a review real quick. It'll take you one minute. You can do it on the podcast app. Uh, you can do it on your computer. It would mean the world to me. Uh, would love to see who you guys are, uh, what you guys think. Just give me your honest review, you know, an honest review that includes five stars. That's all I want. Um, and I will see you guys in two weeks for a fresh episode. Have a good rest of the week and a good day, whatever time it is you're listening to this. Toodles.